boy is eating. The boy is your Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's new podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland. And I'm Ian Kennedy. And so today we have a special guest. Claire Spooner is in our studio today, and she is going to talk about wine. She is quite the expert. So Claire, since you are new to the podcast, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how long you've been here, what you do. So hello, my name is Claire, as you've just been told. I was born in London, but went to Mexico when I was nine months old. I grew up there, so I was there all my life. I've been in Chile for two years, working as a restaurant manager of a high-end style restaurant. So you're also a sommelier? There's two different courses, main courses. So there's one that's super focused on sommelier, which is very focused on service. And then the other one, which I did, is the WSET. And that one's a little bit more broad and usually salespeople in wine take it and not only it has a part of service but it's not huge on service. So that's the one I, I took because there's more centers of it around the world. It's recognized around the world and service I do have a hands-on approach. Mm-hmm. So I learned by doing a bit. Awesome. Um, Yeah, so me and Ian, obviously, we're in Chile. We drink quite a lot of wine, but I know very little about it. I know what's red and white. That's probably the the extent of my knowledge. So, Claire, please educate us a little. So walk us through a little bit about when you have a glass of wine, how should we drink it? Well, the first thing, I mean, the idea really is to enjoy wine, right? Just... So it doesn't matter so much if you do it the correct way or not. It's, it's still a drink. You should just enjoy it. But if you want to analyze your wine a little bit more, I mean, the first thing you do will be look at appearance. By appearance, hopefully you'll have a white or, yeah, white, white is the best, but you can use something else like a serviette maybe, I don't know, something. And you can analyze the color, see how deep the color is. And that can give you an idea as to the style of wine. Um, See if there's any faults. Now then, faults can be, for example, if you see um, sediment, it doesn't have to be a a fault. But you can know that maybe it was an unfiltered wine, which can mean that an unfiltered wine will give you other types of um, flavor profiles or aroma characteristics. Then you want to analyze its smell, its aromas. You don't use smell, really. You should use aromas more. It sounds a bit better. In aromas, you're firstly looking for faults to make sure it's it's faulty or not. Then you also want to see um, what kind of aroma characteristics you can get. So, for example, if it it has uh, primary aromas, secondary aromas, or tertiary aromas, 
tertiary aromas are more to do with the age. Secondary will be with the actual like wine process. And then the primary aromas are more to do with a bit more the grape variety and just some processes in wine. And then after that, well, you get to the good bit of tasting it. And I mean, it's important to notice that so much focus will be, for me at least, will be in its aroma. I love to see the bouquet of a, of a wine. And then after, with the aroma, with the taste, sorry, you'll be analyzing uh, many things. It's a aroma and flavor profile. Then you'll also be seeing um, its tannins. Then you will be seeing the acidity, the sweetness level, the body, the alcohol. And all of these things will play a part into then, finally, your conclusion. And your conclusion, not necessarily if it's good or bad, it's just talking about the personality of the wine you're drinking. So yeah, so that would be basically what one would do when trying a wine. Yeah. Or you just drink it. Wow, that was, uh, that was a lot of information. Do wow. you normally do that when you drink wine? <laughs> I have to say I do... Uh, Almost none of those steps when drinking wine. I just take off the cork right from the bottom. Take the cork right down the hatch. No, but that's uh, that's really good to know because, yeah, like we said, we don't really know much, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't know very much either. So that's good to hear from, from an expert like yourself. Now, I do have one question. Can you explain a little bit better what tannins are? I know I've heard this yeah. word before, but I have to be honest, I don't. I don't really know what it is. So what, okay. what is a tannin? I was going to ask that. <laughs> yeah. So tannins are present in many, many things, okay? In the wine, you will find it mainly in the skin of a grape, also in the seeds, okay, and in the stem. And then you'll also get tannins from the barrel, from the wood, that, or if it's aged in wood or not. Or it can have like planks of wood if they're just trying to imitate that. So tannins will come from various elements, but mainly from the skin. That's why when we talk about wine in general, you would talk about tannins only for red wines, some rosé rose wines as well. But whites, not as much, but there, it doesn't mean that they don't have tannins because they can have tannins from the barrel and from their skin. It's just not as present usually. What tannins do, tannins are this astringent feeling. So if you try a wine and you do like a mouthwash, yeah? And what's left on your teeth, like that feeling that you have like mm, like a powder, I don't know how to explain it, it's kind of gritty, mm -hmm. that will be tannins. Mm. Tannins are important for wine pairing as well because you need to, I mean, that it's a very present feeling or not. So it's important to know how tannic a wine is or not for a good wine do you want more tannins do you want more of that kind of feeling in your mouth there's no good or bad if, if it has low or high tannins it's just a profile mm. okay. okay so there can uh, be wines uh, with low tannin which are fantastic but then there are wines that are super tannic which are also fantastic. It depends on the profile of wine that you're looking for or on what you like. So for example, as again, like Italian wines can be super high in tannins and a lot of people don't like that feeling. Um, or for example, some wines can be low in tannins and which can be easier to drink. So it can be more appreciated. It just depends on what you want. 
And quick reminder, don't forget, if you want to advance your English more, learn more, go online to dynamicenglish.cl where you can take private classes, you can take group classes, you can even now take classes online. I have a question about food pairing. You said that the number one rule is just you should enjoy the wine that you enjoy, a drink's a drink. But do you ever feel like, do you ever cringe when you see someone, maybe they, they order seafood with red wine instead of white wine, or maybe there's some, some unwritten rules to how you pair certain types of food with wine? Or for you, is it just enjoy what you enjoy? I'm very much towards enjoy what you enjoy. I, although when I when I eat, I usually do think about the wine accordingly. Now then, the cringe, not at all. Like I think there's like the traditional pairings that just they just work well. They really do. They just I don't know. They just work. But then there's um, there's some pairings which are breaking the um, stereotype. I don't know what to call it uh, of what is seen as correct or wrong, which is quite interesting so for example in the restaurant where i work right now we are pairing some seafood dishes with red wines like where we are breaking a little the the tradition the tradition mold, maybe the mold yeah 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 and it uh, the thing is when you think of a wine pairing I, I mean it doesn't have to be perfect it has to have a reason of being and it doesn't mean that my interpretation of that reason is the same one you would interpret it's just uh, an ex- like a form of expression, like an art, I think. But it's incredibly complex to find a good wine pairing, like a perfect one. I mean, you'd have to, you have to have a huge selection of wines. You would have to try many things. Like, it's not, it's not easy at all. It's not easy. So you generally would go more, f- in my opinion, you go a bit more finding a, a good friend with the wine rather than a romance. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. I like that analogy, yeah. Yeah? But no, I would always say just choose a wine you like and just enjoy it because I think wine has this snobbish outlook. I don't know. It's very, it's still quite snobby yeah. and it shouldn't be. It, you should just, you know, enjoy your glass of wine. And if you want to learn more, it will, you know, you'll know a lot more about the wine and you will probably enjoy it more. At least I, that happened to me, but... Actually, it was nicer when I didn't know more, uh, a lot about wine, <laughs> because I would just drink and enjoy. Now I'm, I'm more conscious. Sure, it's like that old phrase, ignorance is bliss. Mm. It's like what you don't know, you don't worry about. So now that you know all the complexities of wine, I'm sure your mind is always thinking and all these different details. Yeah, like, oh no, I can't drink this, sorry, it's the temperature, I don't quite like it, or you know. <laughs> It's got one too many tans. Yeah, or um, <laughs> you open a bottle and you're like, oh no, I should have opened it in a year. What am I doing when I could have just been sipping it, enjoying it? Yeah. So yeah. you've become kind of snobby, <laughs> but I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, I guess so. Well, what, what's nice, I, I don't know if, if you agree, Ian, but like in the U.S., wine is more elite because of the price. And a good bottle of wine in the U.S. is very expensive, and the cheap wines are bad. Like, they're not very good bad. quality. So I didn't drink wine before moving here, but then because in, in Chile the prices are so affordable, I drink wine now more than beer because I can get a nice bottle of wine for cheaper than I can get a six-pack. 
Yeah. So I think I like that about Chile, that it's very accessible. And you can go to a restaurant and often me and my boyfriend will order a bottle of wine and it's like very affordable, almost the same as a store where in the U.S., if you ordered a bottle of wine in a restaurant, it'd be $100. I would never do that. (laughs) So I like here that it feels like you can be part of the wine community. You don't have to be rich and snobby. No, not at all. The other day we got, um, you know, like it was a four liter plastic thing of uh, wine of, wine, of uh, the like cooking one <laughs> no no the grape variety is spice um so spice is one of the grape varieties that will become more famous here probably and it already is um it's one of the first varieties that was brought to chile it was amazing and that whole thing cost four thousand pesos oh, yeah like yeah <laughs> and it was so good the other question I had was because I'm new to wine, I would never order a bottle of wine at a restaurant. So now when I order a bottle of wine, they always open it up in front of you and then give you the cork. What, what am I looking for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, it's a good solid cork. It's uh, Good corks they got here. Yeah. Yeah, no, you just have to, you just have to smell it. And um, what am I looking for? Wine faults. Mm. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Help, please. <laughs> okay, so for example, oof, in many occasions, it's best if the sommelier, if there is, if you go to a restaurant where there's a sommelier, smells it and tells you and and gives it to you, just you drink it. Mm-hmm. But you can find a lot of aroma characteristics or wine faults in the cork. Like, am I looking to see, oh, this wine is aged well? Or, like, will I like the taste of this wine by this? Like, what no, am I supposed right. to get from the smell? The wine fall. But there's so many. You can look for, like, wet cardboard smell. And that's good? No, that's not good. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, uh, again, I think it's something that we'll do out of respect in in some ways but most of our clients will probably not be able to smell the difference or something i don't know i mean you could for example if you just smell something normal and you say yeah it smells like wine which you might do then cool all good but if you you could find maybe something and you'd be like oh this smells pretty nasty then you could you can get that in the cork I, I the cork will smell quite a lot more than when the the bottle of wine okay okay so the so just if you see something that's a bit off that sound that smells strange you can ask the waiter or the sommelier okay and if you don't know if you don't trust your sense of smell or or um just smell it and say fabulous yeah it's it's funny i, I when I first moved here, like I, I think I told Claire the story, but my best friend and her boyfriend visited us and we went to the vineyard Conchi Toro. We did this big wine tour and then we got lunch and we bottled a bottle of wine and the waiter came over, opened the cork and gave it to my uh, my best friend's boyfriend. And we all didn't, we're all not used to getting bottles of wine at the restaurant. So we're like, we don't really know what to do with this. And he takes it and he looks at it. And then he licks it. <laughs> and then the waiter just was like, okay. And like took it back and left. And then like after he left, we're all like, 
are you supposed to lick it? I don't think that's <laughs> what you're supposed to do. And he's like, I had no idea what to do. I just went with my instinct. That's probably what my reaction would be too. <laughs> to lick it? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> no, you just, you just smell it. I remember telling Claire that story and she's like, he licked it? He's like, in all my life in restaurant business, I've never seen anyone do that. No. I'd quite enjoy if someone licked it though. She, the the waiter was really nice because she just like stone faced like didn't react so we were like maybe you're supposed to lick it but we all were like I don't think you're supposed uh, to nah she's think, just being polite yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd want to just stone face no <laughs> yeah it That's was cool. so now every time I see someone open a bottle of wine I'm just like I'm gonna lick it <laughs> <laughs> no don't <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, so since you're an expert, and most of our listeners, including ourselves, we aren't experts, what's a go-to wine for you? What's a wine when you go to a restaurant or when you're picking a bottle? What's something that you choose, and, and what are some types of wine that you would recommend to our listeners? Oh, there's so many. I mean, something to follow, which is easy. If you're at a table and you want to have a one bottle, but someone's having fish, someone's having meat, someone's having chicken and everybody's having different things and you just don't know what to order I think a rosé is always it, it goes well with many things and here in Chile I've got quite a number of nice rosés. Then right now of the, um, the south of Chile they have some very interesting wines they're Carignan, Carignan is a grape variety or Pais they, um, they're very old vines so when we talk about an old vine we're talking about a wine that has higher concentrations because it's um, they call it you stress the the vine is stressed so it's more concentrated in the actual grape so its flavor and aroma profile is larger okay. so yeah I'd go for a Carignan a País of the South then okay talking about Latin America definitely in Uruguay trying a Tanant I mean it's called Tanant uh, from tannins very high in tannins. Bolivian wines are quite interesting, some of them. You know, there are many countries that you don't expect are producing uh, really nice wine. Well, thanks for being on the show, Claire. I think we all learned a little bit <laughs> more about wine. Maybe we should have drank some while we had this episode, but it is pretty early. Wine with gringos. <laughs> yeah, wine with gringos at 10 a.m. nice, yeah. <laughs> but thanks, Claire, for being here. It's a pleasure. Well, yeah, as you all know, if you get lost, follow the audio guide online. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.